Hey, Dan, I'm overeducated and can't find a job. Do you love your work? Do you think it's possible? Well, you're about to find out. It's time for 48 Days to the Work You Love with Dan Miller on the 48 Days Online Radio Show. Whether you need a professional tune-up or a work overhaul, this is the program for you. Now, here's your host, Dan Miller. Well, you've probably heard that comment from somebody. I have a master's degree. I've got an MBA. i got a PhD. i got a DDS. All those fancy acronyms for degrees. And I can't find a job. Well, we'll talk about that and a whole lot more. Our sponsors today are Casper Mattress and Fresh Books. Got some spots that I'll explain that a little bit more in detail. How you can take advantage of some special deals there in just a minute. Here's some of the questions we're going to be looking at today. Dan, I'm an accountant in name only. It's not in my heart. Got some real poignant questions from people today who have degrees, but feel like it's not opening the doors they expected. How about this? I feel that I'm taking someone else's oxygen and should just not try anymore. Ouch. Wow, what a poignant visualization. I feel like I'm taking somebody else's oxygen. Dan, I was a teacher who was depressed from the point pain of conforming to my boss's unrealistic expectations of me. Here's one. How can I increase my income as a minister? And then somebody says, I'm overeducated, but lacking in work experience. And if we have time, I'll get to this one. If some Dan, if someone dropped $10 million in your lap tomorrow, would it change anything you do or how much you work? Interesting question. Well, our quotation today comes from Mike Rowe, the dirty jobs guy. He's been really vocal out there. Man, he's had some great posts about the political process and, of course, his ongoing uh, concern about people being overeducated and owing for degrees that aren't really opening job opportunities for him. Anyway, Mike Rose says, never follow your passion, but always take it with you. I got a question that deals with that because it's a little twist on what you usually hear me talk about. So we'll come back to that. Never follow your passion, but always take it with you. I'll just kind of let that hang out there until we have a chance to unpack it. Here's my resource for the week. I always have something that I point you to as a free resource. Now, this is a little different, but you've heard me talk about we're going to be starting a new site, a membership site for the 48 Days community. I'm going to tell you what it's called, the winner of our contest for naming that. But if you go to 48dayseagles.com, you can just start to get information. It's going to be a little bit before we actually open the doors on that, but you can start to get information so we can keep you posted about some of the cool things we're going to have happening there. 48dayseagles.com. Just go there. Boom. You're going to start getting some really cool things to come in. Well, let me, let me go ahead. Just this week again, Joanne, I woke up one morning and Joanne was not in bed with me. And I, you know, got up, Hey, what happened to you? Well, got up during the night, was restless, just had a little ache in her back, couldn't settle down. She went in the room with a Casper mattress and you know, the rest of the story. You've heard me talk about the Casper mattress we have here in our guest house. It's the most requested room for people that come here. They hear me talk about it and absolutely they want to try it out and again and again and again talk about the refreshing deep sleep they had on a Casper mattress. Now, mattresses can cost well over $1,500, but Casper mattresses cost $500 for a twin size, $750 for a full, $850 for a queen, and only $950 
for a king. And of course, they ship it right to you. You don't have to strap it on top of your car. It shows up in a box. You open it, spread it out, ready to go. Buying a Casper is completely risk-free. They offer free delivery and free returns with a 100-night home trial. If you don't love it, they'll pick it up and refund you everything. Again, just keep in mind, this is an obsessively engineered mattress that they've got. We absolutely love it. I encourage you to check it out. Go to casper.com slash sleep you love and use a promo code sleep you love to save $50 off your purchase. Again, remember it's free shipping anyway, but you can save another $50. Just go to casper.com slash sleep you love. Use the promo code sleep you love. Well, I want to jump right into our success stories. I always have a lot of those. So I'm going to wail through some here so we can get to these fascinating questions as well. Greg Sparks says, I'm happy to announce the release of my third novel, Edge of Freedom. And it's available on Amazon. He says, Nancy loses her husband in 9-11 and to pay his gambling debts, she robs banks. Sounds like a fascinating plot. Congratulations, Greg, on your novel, Edge of Freedom. So go check it out. Uh, Dave Weiss says, after trying a calendar, uh, to find a calendar that would work for my speaking, I decided to create my own. So the 2017 calendar is designed with speakers in mind. Each month, it includes eight gig sheets, logging all the information you need for your speaking engagements. It includes both a block format calendar to see the month at a glance, as well as a list format calendar to record more information. And that's available on on Amazon. So it's a 2017 speaking calendar. Now, Jen McDonough said that she already bought one. It's a cool thing. She said she loves using it. Uh, She knows that a lot of people use electronic calendars, but she likes being able to write something down. So check that out. Dave Weiss's new speaker's calendar. Lee Flint is just asking for input for his military veterans headquarters on 48days.net, asking what do you want to talk about? What could be most helpful? There's a specific group for military veterans there. I encourage you to check it out. Now, back in September 20th, so a month ago, Vincent Puglisi, who is, has been to the, has been here to innovate. I read a note from him. So this was about a month ago. He said, I had a blast to innovate back in May. You, Joanna and Ashley, your entire crew always make everyone feel so welcome. Truly a place of peace. And I hope you do innovate again next year. Yeah, and we are. We already have that on the schedule for 2017. We've decided we are going to do it. Every year I, I have it kind of on the bubble, but the response that we get is always so outrageous for that, that we are going to do it again. I think it's in May in 2017. So check it out. Grab a seat. Anyway, he says, my success story is this. Now, this again was from about three weeks ago. My book, Freelance to Freedom, was accepted for publication by Morgan James Publishing. I was nervous to send a first draft to the editor, but going to innovate and encouragement from our mutual friend, Aaron Walker, gave me the courage to do so, and so on and so forth. In three weeks, he says, I built a a launch team of almost 100 people so on and so forth. Who knows? Maybe I'll be speaking at the sanctuary instead of being in the crowd one of these days. Thank you. And so on. Now I just got a note from him again. So we've had less than 30 days have passed. He says, Dan, I had to let you know this. I posted on Facebook in late August about getting the book deal with Morgan James for freelance to freedom. The emails, now listen to what happened. The emails and inquiries I've gotten since then about money, business, life, health have been off the charts. 
In six weeks, I built my coaching business from basically stagnant to where we can now pay all of our bills, taxes included, on just coaching. That doesn't take into account our photography, which has been our primary income forever. It's insane. And the book won't even be coming out for another six months. All of your teaching came into play here. He says, I'm not writing this to be a success story in your podcast again because you featured me a few weeks ago, but I had to let you know this. Thanks much. Well, Vincent, thanks for the update. And I'm delighted to share that. I mean, we love hearing those stories about how quickly, well, and here's the deal. Did it happen in 30 days or did it happen in 10,000 hours in over five years? I mean, you don't produce a book that gets attention in 30 days. You do it over a period of time where you draw on your life experience. So there's a whole lot more work that went into it to get you to the point you are and yet once you actually pull the trigger got a publishing deal even before the book is coming out getting coaching requests that's pretty cool love that love 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 hearing that um jen madonna is asking on 48days.net about things that we can do to help you what would you like to see us do differently so there's always forums there she's got the thursday night calls going on where you can ask a coach so a lot of activity that we're seeing there in addition we're getting ready to launch we're going to launch on november 14th you can probably figure out why but november 14th we're going to launch 48 days eagles that's going to be the name of our new membership site where we have more robust information and more interaction is not just going to be a library with archived information. This is going to be where we bring in experts, where you get a chance to talk to them. We'll be doing some events. Anyway, got some really cool things. I had asked back on, in September, September 9th, I had asked for suggestions for names because we were working with Work You Love Community. And I said, I really wasn't that thrilled about the word community. I wanted something different there because it just sounded too common too kind of mundane i wanted something new well you all came through in mass as you always do i printed off suggestions that came in over the course of a couple days had 22 pages of suggestions i narrowed those down to my i think favorite eight of those and then i ran it past a couple other groups like my mastermind and ask as well so we were working with you know work you love and I, I ultimately decided not to use Work You Love, but to just stick with our brand, 48 Days. But so then it was 48 Days Community, Champions, Creators, Dream Makers, Movement, Nation, Power Team, Eagles. Well, I had a pretty overwhelming push in one direction when I narrowed it down to that many. Now, the, the suggestions I got were really varied. And again, thank you so much for all those great suggestions. And a lot of you provided a real clear rationale for why a name would make sense. And they really did. And some of you took the time to submit, you know, 18 or 20 ideas as well, but we are going to go with 48 days Eagles. I love the logo that we're coming up with. It's really easy to expand on our existing logo, which does have an Eagle in it already over on the right-hand side. It's like an Eagle is pulling everything, directing us, gives us that sense of motion. So the 48 days logo already has the Eagle there. So we're going to make it 40 days Eagles where you can be an Eagle. And we know what that means. You fly higher than most other people. You aren't distracted. You have clear vision. You know, we'll list all the kind of um, symbolism that I love about the Eagles anyway, 
But I had said in that note that was actually, I didn't talk about it on the podcast. Sorry, podcast listeners. I, I mentioned it in the newsletter that goes out on Friday. And I said, the, the first person, whatever name we chose, I just have to go with the first person who mentioned it. So on September 9th, early in that morning, about five minutes after the newsletter went out, then we started getting submissions. And so I simply did a word search for the word Eagles. Now, it wasn't exactly 48 Days Eagles, but the first person that used the word Eagles because there were so many variations, I said, hey, this is our winner. So it turns out, now here, this is pretty cool. It turns out it's a gentleman named Glenn. And so I called Glenn. I called Glenn. And I said, I called the number that was listed in his email message suggesting the word Eagle. And he, he actually suggested, you know, Eagle's Nest, where life flourishes for all involved. I called and they said, I'm sorry, Glenn doesn't work here anymore. And I said, oh, really? I said, is there a way? And I checked the email address. And his email address had his work listed. You know, it was his, the work name. So I said, well, that probably doesn't work anymore. And they said, no, it won't. They said they'd be happy to get a message to him. Well, they did. And about 30 minutes later, Glenn called me. I said, well, there's got to be a story behind, behind this. Now, here's the deal. This is really interesting. Glenn worked at a place that provided free work transition, career transition assistance. So anybody who is unemployed, who's out of work, can go there and get free help. Their workload is slower than it ever has been. Now, what does that tell us? I mean, I know how it is here in Williamson County. I mean, you can't blink your eyes without seeing a we're hiring sign. And that's exactly what happened. He said, you know, everybody has work opportunities. There's not as much need anymore in that area. And he lost his job. Now, I'm recording this on a Wednesday, as I always do. Glenn lost his job on Monday, two days ago. So in the time between, you know, 30 days ago, where he submitted the name suggestion and now he lost his own job unexpectedly. But here's, here's kind of the cool things and talking to him on the phone and we're going to get out. I promised that he would get, you know, that the winner would get a, a replica, a beautiful 14 inch, beautiful replica of the bronze Eagle that's outside my office. It's on a Walnut base. They're beautiful replicas. So I've got that ready for Glenn along with a copy of Joanne's new book, creating a haven of peace. Glenn wasn't discouraged. Glenn wasn't, you know, singing the blues at all. He said, Dan, I use your material where I was working to help people through transitions. He said, I know your material inside and out. He says, I got this. I have no idea what I'm going to do, but I got this. What a, what a cool attitude to have lost his job unexpectedly, but that's the power of understanding the principles. It's not just, I've got a job, so I don't need to think anymore. It's to understand at any given time, what is it that I have as unique skills that I can offer the world, the marketplace? Glenn understands that. He's going to get right back in the game. He's confident that he's going to find something and find something as soon as he wants to. So he's taking a little time off, but he knows he's going to find something. And we'll be, I'm confident we're going to be getting an update from Glenn and we'll share that when we do, but you know, like Annie that I read, I think last week who lost her job, freaked out 46 days later, had two job offers, took a position, more money, more time off, gets to speak Spanish part of the day, which she loves. 
And it's like, wow, I wish I would have gotten fired three years ago. Well, we hear those stories all the time. Incidentally, in the new membership site, we're going to have four primary tracks. They're going to be, number one, find work you love. Number two, improve your current job. Number three, start a business. Number four, grow your business. So four distinct work applications, but it certainly includes, you know, all of you who maybe are just starting out or don't really feel like you know yet what your calling is. I listened to an interview with, with a pastor this week, and I won't tell you the details, because, but it blew me away. He said, I'm not sure if I'm a pastor because of my own brokenness or because it's a true calling. I thought, wow, how transparent for a pastor of a big church to say that, you know, this process of knowing our calling and knowing, are we doing what we're doing because it's really God's perfect fit for us or is it because of how we're screwed up? Well, those are questions we certainly want to address, but find work you love, improve your current job, start a business, grow your business. Those are going to be the, the four areas of focus. Again, if you go to 48dayseagles.com, you'll be able to see information that's going to lead up to what we're going to be doing in this new membership site. Now, it's going to, I'll, I'll give you more details over the next couple of weeks here. It's going to be a fun kind of thing. It's not going to be something that's going to you know, blow you out of the water financially. Nah, we're going to make it easy. We're going to have a real fun kind of thing to get this launched in the first part that'll lead us into the beginning of a new year. We want you to be engaged in that and involved. So check it out, 48dayseagles.com. Well, we are the champions. Man, I love hearing these stories from you all about things that you're doing out there. So if you got a story that would in- inspire everybody, make sure that you share that. You can just shoot an email to me at askdan at 48days.com. So you're racing against the clock to wrap up three projects, prepping for a meeting later in the afternoon, all while trying to tackle a mountain of paperwork. Welcome to life as a freelancer. Challenging? Yeah, but our friends at FreshBooks believe the rewards are so worth it. The working world has changed. With the growth of the internet, there's never been more opportunities for being self-employed. Now to meet this need, FreshBooks is excited to announce the launch of an all-new version of their cloud accounting software. It's been redesigned from the ground up and custom built for exactly the way you work. Get ready for the simplest way to be more productive, organized, and most importantly, get paid quickly. The all-new FreshBooks is not only ridiculously easy to use, it's also packed full of powerful features. You can create and send professional-looking invoices in less than 30 seconds. Set up online payments with just a couple of clicks and get paid up to four days faster. You can see when your client has seen your invoice and put an end to the guessing games. FreshBooks is offering a 30-day unrestricted free trial to my listeners. To claim it, just go to freshbooks.com slash 48 days and enter 48 days in the how did you hear about us section. All right, let's get into our questions. Charles, now this is a follow-up from last week. He says, I want to just say a quick thank you for answering my question on your podcast last week. And what I did in that, he was, t- he was talking about how to maximize the benefit of going to a conference. And I listed multiple things. He said, I'm looking forward to using thank you cards to start and deepen relationships that I make in Los Angeles in about three weeks. If you like, I'll keep you informed about how it works for me. Absolutely, Charles. Let us know. Absolutely. Let me know. That, that, I mean, I love that. Thanks again for the great podcast and weekly advice. Well, 
And I, I do that on all kinds of connections. Just this morning, I went to a breakfast and it was regarding Hope International, which is an organization that we really believe in and the way that they are doing things. They do charity differently. They don't just do handouts. They equip people, teach people through microfinance and entrepreneurship training, business training, how to become self-sufficient, start businesses so they can bless their own families and communities. And you as the provider can back out. I mean, it's not something to brag about that you've been feeding um, a village in Africa for 20 years. You know, uh, hopefully you would equip them in six months to know how to feed themselves. Well, that's topic for another day. But at the breakfast this morning, I met two individuals with whom I will follow up. One was Isaac Gazelle, who's Associate Director of Development for that organization, Hope International. Had a nice chat with him, got his address, and I'll be able to follow up immediately with him to send him a card just as a way to deepen that relationship. And the other was with Peter Greer, who was here in town. I'm thrilled to have him here. He's CEO of Hope International. Had a chance to talk with him along with my son, Jared, and they have a lot of mutual friends because of their connections through Africa, Costa Rica, and other places. So they had a great time. But I want to send Peter a copy of Wisdom Meets Passion that I wrote along with my son, Jared. He had a real connection to the message there. And so I said, now, I know that as a speaker, when you're traveling like that, people shove books in your hands all the time. And I said, Peter, rather than just giving you a book, I know you're traveling, so you don't need to load down your suitcase. But I said, "Um, let me just get your address and I'll just shoot it to you. So I'll do that immediately. But that'll give him something, you know, five days after he gets home to then be reminded again when his mind is fresh of the connection that we made and get something in his hand like that. I'm not looking for anything. I just want to deepen the relationship because I do totally love what he's doing. Peter has written some books that have impacted me dramatically, things like The Spiritual Danger of Doing Good and Stop Helping Us. My gosh, I've sent that ebook to thousands of people. Stop Helping Us. Um, well, you know what? I could probably put a link to that because it, it's a profound new look at how to help people without hurting the very people you want to help. Let me move on. Mike says, what do you think of the quote from Mike Rose interview with Tim Ferriss? Yeah, they just did this. A whole lot of people have asked me about this after years of dirty jobs and talking with people about how they got into their situations. Mike came to the following conclusion about working in our passions. He says, never follow your passion, but always take it with you. What do you think about this quote? I, I really love it because it's not counterposed to anything that I say. Now I do tell people to follow their passions to let that be a guide for where their interest might be. He says, don't follow your passion because you know, and and a lot of people are saying this, you know, if you just follow your passion, you know, you could end up, you know, sitting under a bridge somewhere. Well, that's true. A passion by itself can be, misleading or dangerous. I mean, if we have a 19 year old who's out here on I 65 here in Franklin, Tennessee, and he's going down the freeway on the back wheel of a Harley at 90 miles an hour with no helmet on my gosh, we could think, Oh geez, that's just raw passion. Yeah, it is. And a split second can change the direction of his life forever. Passion needs to be shaped and framed 
with wisdom. So passion by itself isn't really, you know, something that I tout. You hear me talk about the three-legged stool, passion, talent, and money. You've got to have all three. So passion by itself, yeah, don't just, you know, say, well, gee, I'm passionate about looking at the sun. No, you got to combine it with wisdom, but uh, blend it with talent and an economic model or money, and then it makes total sense. But yeah, hey, I I like this stuff that uh, Mike Rose says. There's not much he says that I don't agree with. Well, this comes from an, an Angelica, an, Angelique, Angelique. That's not Angel, Angelique. She says, I've always felt behind the curve to my peers. It's taken 13 years to complete ACCA, and I have no hobbies or talents to turn into cash. I'm an accountant in name only. Um, well, the eight. I guess the ACCA that that refers to obviously in this case Association of Chartered Certified Accountants. I would assume that's what she's referring to. Yeah, sure. So, but she says I'm an accountant in name only. It's not in my heart. I'm on chapter four, 48 days, and I'm stuck as all spokes on my wheel are even, but they're all at zero. Wow. If you can visualize that wheel, I've got a wheel with seven spokes, and then I suggest that you rank yourself zero being at the very center, the very hub, and then 10 being out at the very maximum edge. So a 10 in finances would mean you're in really good shape. A 10 in physical would mean you're really in good shape physically. She says she's at zero on all of them. I'm over 40, no kids working as a contractor, no career, no friends, no money, have lupus, I feel there is so much wrong. I'm overwhelmed at my lack. I'm not even faking it until I make it. I feel that I'm taking someone else's oxygen and should just not try anymore. I'm not career changing as I've never had one to start with. Am I the only one like this? Wow. Um, she's from England. Angelique, boy, what a, what a tough situation you describe you've got credentials you've got academic credentials behind you but you don't feel like that's connected to with any kind of a career that you care about at all so you really need to wipe the slate clean so to speak but you need to immediately get some focus see when when people talk about the kind of emotions that you're talking about be that discouragement depression anger resentment guilt those, those let me know that you're looking at what's already happened. And rightfully so in your case. This is pretty discouraging. But if you can draw that line in the sand and get clear on what you're moving to, even before a lot happens, you can start to experience boldness, confidence, enthusiasm, those things that come only from having a clear sense of what you're going to. And I want you to be able to do that. You've got enough to draw from. There's got to be benchmarks. There's got to be signposts. There's got to be trends in your background, you have gotten as far as you have, you've got to have enough life experience that you can look over your shoulder and say, wow, it's when I'm working with kids or when I'm working with ideas rather than people or when I'm outside, you know, or when I'm working with cars or art, you know, or doing something creative. I mean, just give yourself the liberty. Ask other people who know you. Ask other people what they see in you. Now, you describe a really precarious position. When people are going to retire, 
the reason we see people die six months after they retire again and again and again, when they were seemingly in great health is because of three things, no friends, no money, no purpose. Those tell your body it's time to shut down and check out. I say that very lovingly because you don't need to assume that's the case, but that's where you describe yourself. No friends, no money, no purpose. Those three are very, very dangerous things to have. Any one, but certainly in combination. But here's where you need to start. That's no purpose. Start by defining your purpose. Go back to 48 days. And I'll tell you what, I'm going to send you a brand new copy of 48 days to the work you love. You say you're on chapter four of 48 days. Callie, I'll check with you via email to make sure that you've got the brand new version. But be that as it may, I want to give you some other resources to help you get clear on your skills and abilities, your personality tendencies, your values, dreams, and passions. From those, you ought to be able to identify a clear focus and then define, all right, based on what I know about myself, what is the work that would embrace these things and bring these things together? You got to get clear on your purpose. Having purpose, you can then get friends and money, but not having a purpose makes you very unattractive for both friends and money. These things really work together. Let's start with purpose. Get clear on that. Friends and money are going to start showing up. Boy, hang in there. We're going to get you some help for this. Well, Dorsey says, I've heard people comment that the plan you lay out in 48 days doesn't work in their field. As a public school teacher, I was skeptical that it would work in mine. After years of working in a place that left me feeling like I'd been chewed up and spit out every day, I was ready for a change. I still love teaching, but I was ready to change districts. I found a district that I wanted to teach in, filled out the online application, but also sent an introduction letter, cover letter, and phone follow-up, just like you recommended 48 days to the HR director. Thousands of teachers apply at this district every year, but I know, she says in all caps, your method is what landed me the job. The HR director commented that he was impressed by my initiative. I'm now about to start my second year in this district, and I couldn't be happier. Well, congratulations on that. Congratulations on taking action. I mean, I can supply all the information in the world, and if it just fills your head with information, it doesn't do anything. But when you take action, that's when you can change the trajectory of your own life. Dar- Here's another one, teaching-related. Darby says, I just wanted to thank you for the work you do. Your book's 48 Days to the Work You Love and No More Dreaded Mondays, as well as your podcast, Changed My Life Three Years Ago. I was a teacher who was depressed from the pain of conforming to my boss's unrealistic expectations of me. I didn't know what to do or where to turn. Three years later, I worked for myself and I've been able to earn as much as I earned as a teacher while working far fewer hours and enjoying a lot more freedom. I hope to eventually hit it out of the park by becoming a well-known source of information for entrepreneurs who want to build thriving networks around their businesses. Thank you so much for your work. Completely changed my life for the better. Well, again, thank you, Darby, for that. Should have had a couple of those in, in the testimonials. That's all right. I love just sprinkling them through here couple teachers who are finding their way by taking action. Lex says, Dan, thanks for all you do. I've learned much from you uh, concerning how to see more income opportunity in the rhythm of my normal responsibilities. I am a minister with increasing opportunities as a guest and conference speaker. 
Most of my conference settings are college ministry oriented. I also speak as a guest Sunday mornings in churches, and I am getting some great opportunities in, in marriage retreat settings. Like many ministers, we make a very modest salary. But I watched your interview with Michael Hyatt on making $150,000 from your platform in a year, and I'm greatly encouraged. I've actually rewatched the video five times. With your experience, what might you give me as principles of a successful sales table? How can I maximize opportunity and revenue? I'm brainstorming and working on audio products, but I know you'll bring an experience perspective that I lack. Well, Lex, boy, guy, I love your, love your note. It sounds like you're in a really great position to move forward. It's telling that video, and I went back and looked, based on your note here, Michael Hyatt and I did that video back in April of 2014. So it's been, what is it, two and a half years ago. We really ought to update it. I'll tell Michael, we really ought to update it. My goodness, I've done so many things since then. But that's still, he says, is the most watched video that he's ever had. And, and I'll put a link to it in, our, in the show notes, but you can find it easily. I mean, if you just, well, as a matter of fact, if you just Google Michael and Dan Miller, it, it comes right up. Just Michael and Dan Miller. It's going to be the first thing you see. How to make $150,000 this year from your platform. Now, as regards your question, Lex, I mean, there are a lot of ministers who are discovering these gentle ways of increasing their income dramatically where the salary they're making tends to be, you know, just kind of the icing on the cake, but their real income comes from other ways of leveraging their message. If you're getting opportunities to speak, that's a perfect, perfect opportunity to share your message in some kind of a print audio course form. Just this morning, Peter Greer spoke at this breakfast that I went to and they had copies of his books. By the time I got the, I was probably one of the last ones to leave because we, we did stay and talk to Peter and talk to Dick Gigi and Jamie Slingerland and some other people who we knew there. Um, saw our friends from uh, leaving the cocoon were there, Stephen Vicky Helgeson. So talked to a lot of people. By the time I got to the table, all the books were gone. There were none of his books there. And I know they had significant stacks of three or four of his titles. That's what you do. Have materials that people can take. So it's not just a matter of sitting in the pew listening to you, but then they can pick up something and walk out. Now the master in this space is Kent Julian. My friend, you've heard me talk about Kent. He was a youth pastor and really wanted to do more. Uh, Started as a coach, leveraged that, got into speaking at events, but Kent makes a ton of money with the books that he produces. Now he does books very, very quickly. He's got one affirm yourself that he wrote like in an afternoon. It's got a lot of white space in it and it's just kind of basic affirmations, affirm yourself, but put that together as kind of a lead generator, but he also sells it. And then he's got a book who wants to be normal anyway. He's got a free, he's got a free resource on his site. I know he does about how to double your income while still being devoted to your family. If you just go to liveitforward.com, you can find that, liveitforward.com. But Kent's a great example of somebody who has the heart of a pastor, heart of a minister. He wants to serve people well, but he produces products that he can sell. He's not concerned about publishing deals. He's not interested in having his books, you know, in the airport. He knows he can sell the fire out of them. And he he's a master combining things. You know, he'll hold books up and Gee, you know, they're $10 a piece, but you can get these three for $20. $20, most people have in their pocket. It's the easy transaction. And Kent 
has these books that, you know, he's getting printed for 75 cents a piece or something. I know he does, you know, where it's a real moneymaker and he sells lots of those. People want to hear more from him after he intrigues them with great content that he gives in his speeches. Andrew says recently, I, well, thanks for everything you do. You helped me reorganize my life. Recently, I earned my MBA in management and now find myself between a rock and a hard place. I've been finding that I'm overeducated, not quite sure how that works, but lacking in work experience. When applying for positions, I offer that I receive the MBA to deepen my understanding of management and business practices to be more effective in the workplace. So I see I'm qualified for positions in higher education. However, I'd rather work in my area of study, you know, that being business management. Do you have some thoughts on how to overcome the overeducated stigma? Boy, this is a biggie. You know, I, I, we, we might want to spend an entire podcast at some point talking about the educational crisis that we have in our country right now. Now, right now, you know, we're still a few weeks away from this presidential election. You know, what, what a mess that is. And you, you don't hear me talk about that at all. But here's the deal. Both candidates, all the candidates, whoever the heck they are at this point, talk about making a college education more affordable. I mean, Democrats, you don't want to use more government resources to offer more financial aid, you know, or maybe erase the loans that are out there. I mean, boy, wouldn't that be a treat to have $1.2 trillion and just say, okay, we're going to erase that. We'll just add it onto the government debt. And the Republicans, you know, they've got their ideas about how to, you know, again, get more people through college. Now, this is the deal. And with all these promises about reducing the cost of attending college, the candidates aren't paying much attention to the job market for university graduates. Wow. I mean, these politicians, you know, they want to make college more accessible. It's such a popular thing to talk about, but they ignore a very uncomfortable truth. And that is just like who we're talking about here. Let me scroll back up. Who Andrew, just like Andrew my gosh, they're ignoring the fact that a large number of graduates in recent years have not been able to find well-paying jobs that require a degree. They're getting part-time jobs and have hard, you know, or accept low unskilled jobs that pay less than professional positions and underutilize the aptitudes they thought they were developing in college. I mean, in other words, there's a whole lot of graduates who have had to accept jobs for which they are overeducated. And there are a lot of employers who back away from somebody who do does have a DDS behind their name or a JD or even an MBA because they think, well, this person is going to be underemployed, so they're not going to stick around very long. They're just going to wait until they get something better. Wow. Now, here's the deal, though, Andrew. Don't let that be a stumbling block. We know that a resume is just a way to whet the appetite of people who want to then talk to you. Don't tell them so much in a resume that they can make an intelligent decision about whether or not to bring you on board. Just tell them enough that make them want to talk to you personally. When they talk to you personally, then you can address these things. But let me go even a step further. If you really feel like having the MBA on there is stopping you from even getting the chance to interview don't put it on your resume you don't have to have it on there 
mean, there's nothing that says you have to list every degree that you had. That's just a choice to do that or not do that. I mean, I've had plenty of people who have an MD or JD, you know, attorneys or dentists, DDS, where in making a transition, we've elected not to show that on their resume because we knew that it would prevent them from getting the very interviews that they wanted to have. Well, great question. My gosh, great question. And, uh, wow, we really do need to deal with that more. This is, this is the next bubble in our culture. And that is the academic bubble. People going through getting degrees that don't give them any marketable skills. And then they've got $80,000 in debt to repay and can't get a $15 an hour job. Ouch. Horrible. If I had a million dollars, if I had a million dollars, well, I'd buy you a house. I would buy you a house. And if I had a million dollars, if I had a million dollars, buy you furniture for your house, maybe. And All right, here, here's the setup. You heard me in the, the question. Somebody asked, um... He says, I'm, this is from, from Brandon. I'm listening to a recent podcast. You mentioned how your dream job material was ranked number three in Nightingale Conant's all-time customer rating. Yeah, that was, a, that was an amazing a blessing and just an honor to recognize that my material, the course that we created, the audio course that we have with Nightingale Conant, is ranked number three in all-time customer satisfaction right ahead of the strangest secret which was their initial product the old classic that earl nightingale did right ahead of that and the one that really um, was a profound part of my own journey the strangest secret so anyway brandon says i was thinking of what a financial boost that must have been and it led me to ask these three questions so here's the questions if someone dropped 10 million dollars in your lap tomorrow dan would it change anything you do or how much you work if someone were to do the same thing to you 15 to 20 years ago when money wasn't as abundant, but you were still happy in your work, would you have quit what you were doing then? How do you learn to enjoy the entrepreneurial journey with all the ups and downs, even when you have those moments when you realized you climbed the ladder on the wrong wall of the show? Keep up the good work. Wow. I love this. I love your question, Brandon. I love this. And, and I love being prompted to kind of think that through. Kev, I was on did a, a Ziggler show, Zig Ziggler show podcast this week with my son, Kevin, Kevin Miller, who hosts that show. And we had a caller who asked when they can expect to get over the fear of being an entrepreneur. All right. So we hear about that. And I said, Hey, I've got great news. You're never going to get over the fear. I mean, every day we get up and we know we're going to experience terror and exhilaration. But to me, I love that. I love the ongoing challenges. I mean, the fear and uncertainty forced me to try things I've never done before. I mean, to look for opportunities I've never seen before. And to me, well, that's pretty cool. I mean, that's great. I want to do that. I want to try things I've not done before, look for opportunities I've not seen before. I mean, the last thing I want to do is to get everything running so smoothly that I can just sit back and relax. I and mean, Joanne knows what that does to me. If things get predictable, even at a high level of success, I'm in trouble. I'm toast. I mean, if I ever get to that point, I, I know what I do. I'd start sabotaging the whole thing. I'd start not showing up. 
start missing commitments, ignoring trends in my business. I mean, the fact that it's so stinking terrifying every single day is exactly what gets me up in the morning. So in answer to your question, Brandon, if someone dropped $10 million in my lap tomorrow, would it change anything I'm doing or how much I work? No, it really wouldn't. I mean, I've been doing this a very long time. I get up in the morning and not to look at my checkbook, but to get the opportunity to walk across our yard back here to the sanctuary and come in here and start doing what I absolutely love doing. Please, please, please don't take that away. And it, and I do it for way more reasons than just the money. However, here's where you, here's where you stump me. The next question I'm not so sure about if someone were to have done that to me 15 to 20 years ago, when money wasn't as abundant, but you were still happy in your work, would you have quit what you were doing then? Wow. I kind of cringe to think about that because I suspect that had you given me $10 million 20 years ago, eh, that might have misdirected me, caused me to do less, caused me to try less, caused me not to see those new opportunities that I've been able to uncover along the way. I think that would have been dangerous for me. Even with my passion for doing what I'm doing, I'm just afraid that would not have served me well. I'm glad it came as it did. Well, one last question here. This comes from Barry who says, I heard in your last podcast, oh, talking about the 48 Days brand, since it was inspired by the 48 Hours TV show, a question came to mind. What would you advise someone to do within the first 48 hours to get their dream in the right direction? Golly, I love that question. I'll have to think about that. What would I recommend in the first 48 hours? If somebody, you know, what do I, what do I tell a Glenn who just lost his job two days ago? What should you do in the first 48 hours? I mean, that's a time certainly to get clear on your skills and abilities, your personality tendencies, your values, dreams, and passions. But I want it to be more refined than that. I love the question. It's going to prompt me to really figure that out. I'm going to have a strategic plan, what to do in the first 48 hours when you decide this ain't working or you just got your, we don't need you anymore, walk in papers, or you just found out your business is tanking. What do you do in the first 48 hours? Great question. Thanks for that. I'm going to do some unpacking on that. I'm not sure exactly where that's going to go. We need that. What do you do in the first 48 hours? Well, hey, thanks for your questions, as always. Got that great song coming up. 48 Days Song. Thanks again to our friends over at Gifty Song. You can get a song of your own there if you want to. Hey, go check out 48dayseagles.com. You cannot imagine. I mean, this is one of those things that I'm trying. I've not done this before in this way, a membership site. I mean, we have 48days.net. We got about 16,000 people there, but there's no cost. You can just kind of wander over there. You do have to register. We're going to keep that going, incidentally, but this is going to be at a little higher level. Check it out, 48dayseagles.com. Let us know you're interested. There's no obligation, no pressure at all. There never will be. But we'll at least keep you informed about how that's unfolded. I'd love to see you over there. Well, check out our events coming up. we got Coaching with Excellence coming up in January. And a lot of you have already registered for that. We cap it off at 48. Grab your seat. Love to turn you into one of the coaches that we talk about here. You hear the success stories about how coaches are, in fact, 
exploding their success from doing something they love to serve people well. And then we got our cruise coming up in February, the Ultimate Advantage Cruise. Some great speakers coming along. We're going to be talking about living well, doing good, how to do both of those. You don't have to sacrifice. You don't have to choose. You can live well, thrive, and do good in the world. I'll tell you more about what Hope International is doing over the next few months because they're an example of doing good in a very, very healthy way. Well, thanks for being part of this group where we are, in fact, finding or creating. Remember, we always have that choice. You can't find it. Don't worry about it. Just create it. Finding or creating work that is meaningful, purposeful, and profitable.